We are on Ksubis Memvav Amidalev 46a, uh, towards the second third part of the Amud of the page on the first page on 46a, and we will, God willing, be completing this Gemara, this topic of Motzi Shemra, as we will turn on to Memvav Ambez 46b and begin a new Mishnah in the next class. Uh, we have one, essentially one remaining topic. Uh, here, that's discussed here in Ksubis on this con- on this situation of Moti Shemra. Again, the situation is what we're discussing here is a situation where a husband, after he's married to his wife, after they're married, uh, he accuses his wife of committing adultery while they were engaged during the engagement time period. This is specifically referring to a, to a Na'ara, a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, and he makes this accusation. And the Gemara right now is focusing on what happens if it is a false accusation. What happens if he is lying? And we discussed in the Gemara until now, we discussed this in the last class, is that there's a discussion about, you know, there's different punishments that happen to the Baal, that happen to the husband. Um, how much do, does he have to be involved within this accusation? Is it enough for him to just bring in witnesses? He has to bring in witnesses to court uh, that are that are uh, found to be lying, um, we find them to be lying, uh, and he has to bring them to court, and, and they're making the claim that she committed adultery. Uh, is that enough, or do we require more? Do we need it to be that we actually find out that he uh, bribed these witnesses? They actually have to uh, have proof that he that he bribed them, um, and that was that was a separate discussion that we had in the last class. Well, we have now the the coming machlokas argument now is a, is a argument that we did quote earlier. We quoted this on Memheim Abbas on 45b, but just we referenced it. We didn't really analyze it uh, in a serious way. And the Gemara now is about to analyze it in a more serious way. Uh, and I'll just provide a little bit of the introduction, a little bit of the back and forth that we will see in the Gemara, that there's two opinions. There's the opinion of the Rabbanon and there's the opinion of Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov about what exactly... Uh, has to happen, what has to take place uh, within uh, this marriage uh, prior to the accusation. And so, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, essentially, if one were to read these psukim, and these psukim, these verses are found in the book of Devarim, uh, in the second, 22nd chapter, in Parakel of Bez, uh, and if one looks at the psukim, which is worthwhile going through, it's, it's worthwhile to, to go through them, so the simple explanation, if one were to analyze the verses alone, the simple explanation is that it's a situation where uh, the husband has sexual relations with his wife uh, for the first time once they're married, and he doesn't find um, the hymen blood. He doesn't find the hymen blood, and that's the reason, that's the concern, and that's why he makes this accusation and says that um, that his wife committed adultery. It must be that his wife committed adultery. He finds witnesses uh, to prove that, and, and that's really the, where the accusation comes from. And again, we're talking about here where it's a false accusation. They find out that the witnesses are really lying, um, and then he gets punished. He has, he has his punishments of lashes, of a monetary fine, and then he has to stay married to her. Um, based on these psukim, based on the, 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 what, what the psukim actually say, Rebbe ben Yaakov says that it must be that for every case, every case in Moti Shemra, every one of these cases where the husband is, uh, is punished for making this false accusation, it has to be a case where he must have had sexual relations with his wife. Uh, if he made this if he made this accusation, but 
without having any sexual relations with his wife, if all they had was a chuppah, so then he wouldn't get punished for this. Um, and he also, we'll see in the Gemara, he goes so far as to say also uh, that the situation has to be where she committed adultery, or at least the accusation is that she committed adultery, kedarka, uh, in the normal way of having sexual relations, um, not in the uh, what's referred to as uh, as shalok kedarka, in the abnormal way, um, in the abnormal way referring to uh, anal sexual relations, and he says it has to be specifically through the normal way. Um, even though in general, just as a, as a general principle, it wouldn't make a difference with regards to, let's say, um, incest or other prohibitive um, relationships. Either way would, would uh, classify as the complete sexual act to be obligated in whatever punishment uh, we're referring to in whatever case. Um, but in this case specifically, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov says that it has to be a case where it's done in the regular way. Why? Why, why is this necessary? And also... Um, so uh, why is it that we take the psukim, the verses literally that uh, he's having sexual relations? So in a, this within Rebbelezer ben Yaakov. Again, this is all within Rebbelezer ben Yaakov. So a suggestion, there's a little bit of an embellishment based on Tosos, one of the classic commentators on the page, is that Rebbelezer ben Yaakov is of the opinion that it's, it's much more than just the fact that he is bringing these uh, false witnesses to court. It's not just about the fact that he's bringing these false witnesses to court. The situation where the husband is being punished is to the degree where he's not just bringing false witnesses to court and they're found to be false witnesses, but also the husband is so adamant uh, that uh, and making up such claim that his wife committed adultery that he's even lying about the fact that uh, he didn't uh, he didn't see the that there was no blood that there was no blood present because the psukim the verses refer to the fact that the that the husband comes and the sorry the father of the girl comes and shows the sheets from the bed, and shows the actual blood. And so the case, according to Abelazar ben Yaakov, uh, the case where uh, he's really punished is where he's going so far, he has this azus, this brazenness, this chutzpah, that he's, A, bringing false witnesses, but beyond that, not just bringing false witnesses to court, he's also making claims that are absurd, that are just not true, that are, 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 go fly in the face of reality, because uh, the girl's father brings the sheets and, and shows that there's blood there. And so that's why it has everything has to be that it's a case where it, it was the normal sexual relations because we have to have a situation where there's the possibility of, of the husband having this chutzpah, having this uh, brazenness to make such a claim, um, to say that, oh, there, there, was, there, was, there was no blood present when in fact there actually was blood on the sheets, on, on the sheets itself. Um, so uh, we have to come up with a situation, according to Rebbe Lezer Yaakov, where... The accusation was such where uh, that's why there was no blood because it was regular, normal sexual relations. Uh, and so therefore, there is no hymen lining there. Um, and, and, and then he makes and then he makes his claim, uh, which goes totally against uh, the facts on the ground because the, the father of the girl brings the sheets to court. Uh, that is all the position of Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov. And that's his, his understanding based on the psukim, based on the verses. The Rabbanan argue. The Rabbanan, the majority, they argue. And they're the position that, no, even though uh, if one were to look at the psukim, the, the verses themselves, it sounds like it's a case where they must have had sexual relations. It could be a case where they had sexual relations, but it doesn't have to be a case where they had sexual relations. Uh, according to the Rabbanon, it's not the same idea. Uh, it, it, they didn't have to have sexual relations. It's not really about uh, as much about uh, the husband's claim and how, how much chutzpah he has in the sense that he's, he's 
making these statements that fly against uh, the clear facts on the ground of uh, of the sheets that are present that the, that the girl's father is bringing to court. No, according to the Rabbanon, it's really uh, about the fact that he's bringing false witnesses. It's about the false witnesses that he's bringing to court, and the emphasis is not really about uh, the rest of the picture. It's not really about uh, everything else, um, uh, 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 and about this brazenness. Um, and so this is a very important machlokas, important argument between the Rabbanon and Rabbelezer ben Yaakov, between the majority and Rabbelezer ben Yaakov. Uh, and that really sets the stage for uh, for this Gemara. So let's see this Gemara inside. Says the Gemara, My Rabbanon umay Rabbelezer ben Yaakov. What is the position of the Rabbanon? What is the position of Rabbelezer ben Yaakov? Ditanya. Keto tzadashem rabbala beizdim v'amar ploni lom Essentially, we have a brisa which we will tweak uh, because it, it can't be true. Um, but and so, therefore, we have, must have had a, um, the wrong version. Uh, but basically, if a person comes to court and uh, makes this accusation about his wife uh, and that uh, she committed adultery, and he brings witnesses, so then it, and the witnesses are saying something true, so then it changes the value of her ksuba. So Gemara says, "What do you mean?" Change the value of ksuba. How can you tell me that it changes the value of the ksuba, as if as if she receives a ksuba, she's deserving of the death penalty. If if they're actually witnesses that are saying the truth, uh, and they come to court, so then she gets the death penalty. Forget about the ksuba; she doesn't receive any ksuba. So this is really what the mebrayse meant to say. If there are witnesses that say that she committed adultery, she gets the death penalty. Yeah. If there are witnesses who are, again, telling the truth that she had sexual relations before the engagement, it wasn't adultery, but it was before the engagement, so then that's a situation where he thought that she was still a virgin, she wasn't a virgin. So that's something that we've discussed in the past, where it lowers her ksuba. Ksuba in general is 200, and now it goes down to 100. Okay, and that was a discussion that we had in the past about that, uh, which is not really so much of our issue. This is just the beginning of that bright sun, so we quote it. But now, now is the main part. According to the Tanakama, according to the majority, the first opinion, uh, if he makes this false accusation, it's not really true, so then he's punished regardless of whether or not they had sexual relations beforehand. argues and says, no, they had to have sexual relations. And as we explained, uh, perhaps the reason behind this, that they had to have sexual relations, is because uh, it's all about uh, the fact that he has this chutzpah to then try to attempt to to make these claims that are just absurd and, and not true at all um, with regards to whether or not he found uh, uh, blood while they were having sexual relations. So the Gemara now analyzes the Psukim. And the Psukim, the verses, seem to align strongly, if you take the, the literal meaning of the, of the verses, with Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. And we have to explain how would the Rabbanan, how would the majority read these Psukim? I understand according to Rabbi Yaakov, the Psukim say that that he came to her. Uh, there's the the Hebrew language, the Torah language, is referred to as Lashon Hakodesh, as a holy language. Um, and uh, some of the earlier commentators explain, some of the Rishonim explain that the reason for that is because there are no words that are used, specific words just designated for improper uh, or sexual acts. And so here too, the Torah says, Ubayla, he came to her. Does, there's no other word for the sexual act besides where he came to her. 
Ubayaleha. Anyways, it says that he came to her, he got close to her, and that's referring to having sexual relations. According to the majority, they can't be what it's referring to. It's not it's not necessary. So how do they interpret it? That he came to her not referring to sexual relations, but he came to her to, to bring her to court, to make these claims with words. That's what it's referring to. So it's... Uh, it's not the simple understanding of the of the pasuk of the verse. Bishlam um, Yaakov I understand the Quran of Yaakov. That's why the verse says that he tells uh, he, he comes to court and he says, "I didn't find any any blood. I didn't find the hymen lining." But what will the majority do with that? That he says that I didn't find any witnesses that support your claim. I found witnesses that support the fact that she committed adultery. I looked. I tried to find. There, I couldn't find witnesses that support your claim that it never happened. The Gemara continues. For the verse makes sense because it says um, the, the father says this, I, I have it. I have proof. It's all about the brazenness uh, and the chutzpah of the father. Of the, of the husband and the father says I have proof look there, there, look at the sheets the majority will explain that no it's not referring to that it's referring to the fact that the father says I have witnesses I have witnesses to prove the innocence of my daughter I understand according to Rebbe Lezben Yaakov the verse continues to say and they brought the sheets literally to the court but according to the Rabban according to the majority what does that mean Amr Pirshu ma shesamla kedetanu pirshu asimla melamed shibayin edim shels have edim shels have borenes adavar kisimla chadasha. It doesn't mean that uh, they're spreading out the sheets. It means shesamla. They 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 try to explain the matter and to see what's going on. And so they bring witnesses. These witnesses come and those witnesses come and they try to figure out what is going on. Okay, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov Omer devarim kiksavam simla mamish. And Rebbe will claim that no, it's talking about literally um, the, the the sheets. Okay, the Gemara now concludes with the discussion about whether or not it has to be uh, the normal way of sexual relations or not, which is something that we discussed in the introduction, that according to Rebbe all that has to be the normal way. Uh, so that the husband would then make uh, this chutzpah claim uh, that uh, he didn't see anything. So Rabbi Yitzchak bar Rav Yaakov bar Giyuri Mishum Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan says Afakav Shalom Yisim B'chalat Rakula Shechilek Kosov Ben Bia Kedarka Bia Shiloh Kedarka Lamakos Lomchin Even though for the rest of the Torah there's no difference whether it's the normal way or the or the non-normal way Al Motzi Shemra Chilek Enol Chayv Achiyevol Shiloh Kedarka Vyotzi Shemra Kedarka But when it comes to this situation, so then it has to be that um, when she committed adultery, it was in the normal way. So the Gemara wants to figure out who is that like. Uh, uh, because he also says that has to be in the normal way, but when she has uh, relations with her husband, it could be in the abnormal way. So come on, if it's like the majority, then he does, she doesn't have to have sexual relations with her husband. Turn the page. Both of them have to have it. The accusation has to be that it was done in the normal way. And he has to also say that he had sexual relations in the normal way so that he could then make his claim that he didn't see anything. So what's the case? Who is this going according according to? So they rather they explain it like Rabbi Yaakov. 
This is how you have to read it. Eno chayv et shivah kedarka, v'yotzi shimra kedarka. It's like Rolozim and Yaakov, that everything was done in the normal way. This will allow him to make this claim, this absurd claim, that he didn't say anything. The, the father of the girl will then come to court and prove him wrong. Absolutely prove him wrong. And that's the case, according to Rolozim and Yaakov, where he's punished. Again, according to Rolozim and Yaakov, it's not just about the false witnesses, but it's also about making this absurd claim that can be easily proven, and the father does prove it, him wrong. Uh, and that's when he, he's punished, according to the Rabban, and according to the majority, that's not the case. The case is where, um, is where he, uh, the, the husband, uh, brings false witnesses to court. And that's really the main issue, is about bringing the false witnesses to court. Okay, this concludes this topic of Moses Shemra, and we'll continue in the next class with the next Mishnah.